Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwicks, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Now each episode we explore concepts, techniques, and tools that will help you work less and accomplish more. Now since we're trying to be efficient as well as effective, let's go ahead and get started. In productivity circles, we spend a lot of time talking about the impossibility of multitasking as an effective way to manage workload. Now, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and I don't know that we necessarily give multitasking a fair shake, but we do have to understand how to define what multitasking truly is for it to be effective. The common understanding of multitasking means that we are doing more than one thing at the same time which we all know for intents and purposes is practically impossible to do at an effective level. If, and this is where I think the big if comes in, if the things that are being done require equal levels of focus, then yes, I agree with that previous statement. It is something that is highly difficult to do effectively. But if the items that you're trying to do, or rather trying to multitask, do not require the same level of focus, then you can have them run in parallel streams. Now, while leveraging the concept of task switching, let's take an example of this. Recently, I was working on a project of moving a large quantity of files from a localized file server to a cloud-based file server. Now, this is normally not a difficult task, but because of the structure of these files, they did require a lot of, for lack of a better term, babysitting. Because the process, however, once started, could run on its own for an extended period of time, I could then move on to some other task while still allowing that first task to execute, effectively multitasking two tasks at the same time. Now, there were periods I needed to look back to the first task, in this case, the upload of the files, and make sure they were proceeding as planned. But this only took a second it was an extremely low engagement activity. By doing that, I could then return to the second activity right where I left off. I didn't lose that mental state of engagement because it was nothing more than a quick eyeball check to make sure a counter was still going up. This second task I was doing was a high engagement activity. In this case, it was writing a podcast script which means not only did I had to do a lot of thinking and editing, but test recordings, working out audio quality, there was a lot of hands-on activity that went with this second task. But by having the first task running on its own and the second task being executed directly by me, I effectively was multitasking. And this is where automation can truly come into play for you. Automation gives you the ability to divide and conquer your work in many cases to allow things that do not require hand-on engagement to continue to proceed while your direct, important, quality focus goes into those tasks that do. There is a way to do this kind of task execution with all your tasks, but it does require you to do some task analysis first. See, every time we lay out task plans, we figure out, oh, I've got this task that needs to be started on this date, ended on this date. These are the checklist items. This is the description. Here's who's responsible. 
all the basic normal details that we have around task execution. But one of the things that we very rarely map out, especially on longer tasks, is the amount of direct engagement and energy that we need to put into that task across its lifespan to be able to be sure that it's executed effectively. So let's take a long task. Let's take an eight-hour task. In this case, we're going to say uploading these files. At the very beginning, it's a high act engagement activity. I need to make sure I've got the right files set. I've got the right scripts running. Everything has to go. But in the middle, there's a significant trough of engagement over the lifespan of the task where it just does its own thing. Understanding how long that trough is, is critical because that is an opportunity for me to go get another task that I have on my task list that has a high engagement level required of approximately the same duration as that trough, and it will fit into place. So if you think about it as if you had, I'm going <laughs> to, this is kind of a bizarre analogy, but think about a bagel. When you pull a bagel apart, you can kind of piece it back together. You can fit it back together because all the little troughs and ridges mirror each other. Well, what you're looking for are tasks that mirror the troughs in your larger tasks, ones that you can fit together. Now, in this case, it may be something fairly simple. Maybe it's cleaning out your email. Maybe it's doing some filing. Maybe it's doing you know, whatever comes to mind that fits within that time period so that you know you can have that completed by the time you're done. It's an excellent way to start to mesh these pieces together. But I'm going to add a caveat to that. Just because that trough of activity is there does not mean that it has to be other, quote, work items that have to fit in that trough. Those can be work quality, work life quality, life quality items. So, for example, if you know that you have an activity that doesn't require direct hands-on for the next hour, well, maybe it makes sense then to go take that walk you were planning to take earlier. That's a perfect time for it to fit in because something is still happening. Progress is still being made while you're taking care of yourself, knowing that you're going to have a higher energy level and a better, better mental state when you come back. Those are the types of things that are an excellent way to piece things together. And sometimes we think about this. Sometimes we're aware enough about the tasks and the work that we have to do to be able to say, hey, I'm going to do that, but there's going to be a period of time, you know, four hours where, I don't know, the paint has to dry. Great. I can do something else during that time period. That's effective planning for workload and effective planning for multitasking. The paint drying is an extremely low level of engagement. So you're going to be connecting or having that time to connect on other larger tasks. Well, we should be looking at all our tasks that way. We have a tendency to give tasks equal value because they're on the same list in our task tracking tools. But if we look at them more closely and we apply to them energy level mapping, then we can have a much better understanding as to how to optimize our day. And as always the case, and this is something you'll hear me talk about all the time, it's not about cramming as much into your day as you can. It's really about working less 
to get more accomplished. And these types of activities, this type of energy planning for task engagement are an excellent demonstration as to how to work less to accomplish more. So this is what I'm going to ask that you do. As you start working through your tasks and you look at your task lists and anything that has an extended period of time, I, could even be an hour. Look at that task and say, do I have to be 100% engaged with that task for that period? And you can assign a percentage to it as an evaluation. Look at all your tasks and say, what's my lifespan of engagement on that? Is it a 50% task? Is it a 25% task? Is it a 100% task? That's a good starting place. The next level, I say, divide that task up into five segments. Start, late start, middle, early end, and end. And figure out what is your energy level that has to go on each of those five segments. That's going to give you an insight into those possible troughs of activity that you can work with other tasks to take advantage. I know it's a new kind of exercise and it's a totally different way of thinking about your tasks, but if you have the opportunity to change your dynamic and feel more productive and feel more effective at the end of the day, isn't it worth doing? Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen. If you found this episode useful, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. It's a quick step for you, but it means a lot to us and goes a long way to helping us help others. Also, if you have ideas for future episodes or topics you'd like us to explore, drop us a line over at Gelwix Tech so that we can make this podcast even more useful for you. 